AD. Anyway, uh, I'm not in a good mood right now. I just got demoted at my job. But just thought I'd say you guys are the two best friends that I'll never, ever meet in my life. And I thank you for changing my life for the better. Faggot. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? This is a good Red Bull. You know, normally they taste like fucking chemical ass. This one tastes good for some reason. I I usually drink a Rockstar. It's kind of my drink that I always drink. Rockstar is even more disgusting. Yeah, you know, it, it reminds and Monster me. Monster is also disgusting. It reminds me of drinking like antifreeze or something. Right. You know, it's just, it's not, it doesn't taste like it. just tastes like, it tastes like a, a chemical solution. I you like get it. The, you get the sugar free, of course, right? Of course. You know, <laughs> moment on the lips, forever on the hips. So, how you been, Wackily? Seriously, how, how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Worked yeah. on some wine today, did some crushing. Uh, a lot of listeners, uh, I've noticed, uh, I just wanted to bring this up, or, uh, have been concerned about you, Wackerly. Why? Got a couple emails the past couple weeks. I guess two emails, not, not, not that many. But there have been some concerns that are being noted. Uh, one guy, I'm not going to mention any names here just because I don't want you to hunt them down, but uh, this guy uh, sent an email saying, what's going on with Wackerly? He's not bitter anymore. He seems happy. I blame his girlfriend. That may be. Another guy, he wrote in, he said, ever since Wankley got a girlfriend, he actually likes doing the show now. No. <laughs> what happened to the old surly drunk that we used to know and love? I do not like doing the show. <laughs> I would you, much rather right now not be doing the show. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I, I like this agreeable disposition here that's going on because you're, you're like, you know, I'm ready for the show. Call me, uh, you know, you're prompt, you're prepared. You know, it, it's, it's nice instead of just the, the bitter, angry, wackily who's, you know, just getting over a hangover, wants to get through the show so he can masturbate to, to some internet porn. You know, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I got to argue with this. I got to argue with these guys that wrote in. Only, like, was it two weeks ago, Rank- Rankerly was uh, ranting against uh, old people and the existence of old people in society. Right. Which, which, to me, sounds like old school Rankerly. Well, the other thing is, I've had... Other girlfriends, I mean, we've been doing the show for fucking five years. It's not like I'm one of those guys who's like 38 and been single my whole <laughs> life and I fucking got a girlfriend. So, I mean, come on. But you know, I mean. I had a, and, I, and I had new girlfriends during the show, too. So. Well, that's the thing. It's like. I don't, theory is bullshit. I think maybe I'm just in a better mood for, I don't know. Maybe the last few podcasts you've been in. But I have noticed you've been in a better mood. And, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate it. But. Um, I think the fans. Well, I think the fans are just used to this very negative, surly 
um, curmudgeonly, wackerly. But the fact of the matter is, you've had girlfriends throughout. I mean, and so have I, but we, we don't on usually... And off, on and off, so... Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. How would you Correlation know? is not causation. Can we say that? Not be, well, I agree like with cons. that. And that's, that's, that's kind of my point for bringing it up. It's also, we don't broadcast it, too. Like from, we don't share. We, we never tell our girlfriends' names as much. I mean, I think occasionally we do, usually after we break up with them. But Yeah, <laughs> go troll the shit out of her Facebook page. Yeah, now you can. But, I mean, but while we're in, a, we're in a relationship with a girl, it's like I, I rarely, I never post pictures. I never, I never tag them in pictures on Facebook. And I tell them, I caution them. I'm like, you know, if you take a picture of us together in public and you tag me on Facebook, you are invoking a wrath of all of the podcast perverts that listen to the show. They're going yeah. to make fun of the size of your hands. They're going to say you have an Adam's apple. They're going to say it's, you it's have a mustache. It's not the female friends that you, you the fem- friends, fans. It's not the female fans that you're like, oh, I don't want them to know I have a girlfriend because they still like me and they, you know. No, it's the guys who are going to come in there and be like, oh, Dee's girlfriend's hideous. She's so fat and ugly. Or looks like a man, usually. Like, oh, I bet you she's packing a penis in there. You know, I mean, that's what's going to happen. So that, that's why we, we tend to be private about it. So th- therefore, you don't know whether or not we're dating anybody. <laughs> so Wackerly might be disagreeable when he's within a relationship or... Yeah, or, I'm sure there, there have been girlfriends you know. that I've had where I haven't even ever mentioned it on the show. So I, I don't know. I, I think the concern is uh, unwarranted. You don't have to worry about it. You're still the same Wackerly. Um, Maybe maybe he has jumped the shark. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that I yeah. I'm not saying I haven't jumped the shark. I can't. I mean, if they're not bored with me after fucking five, six years or whatever it is now, then I don't know what to tell you. But I can say with uh, complete certainty that he does not enjoy doing the show any more now than he did seven years ago when we started. Well, I do. I do enjoy it more now because back then we actually did it like face to face, and then there was all those times when I'd have to come over to your apart- studio. Apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, you hated this is that. Better than that. And then it would take like several hours, so you had to like walk through the tenderloin at like eleven thirty at home, night, and I wouldn't get home till like twelve thirty at night. It's dedication there. That is so. dedication. Well, Wackerly, uh, th- this might make you bitter. So maybe we can hear a rant right. on this. Okay. Uh, you probably know this, but um, Ariel Castro was sentenced to life in prison plus 1,000 years for his heinous crimes. Right. But in the end, the sentence was cut short. He committed suicide in his prison cell this past Tuesday. How do you feel about that? I feel like the prison guards are fucking incompetent. Like, how hard is it to keep your eye on the dude? Well, they checked him, you know, uh, I read here that he was housed in a protective custody unit, which means he was in a cell by himself, right. and rounds are required every 30 minutes at staggered intervals. I mean, so, how hard is it to not have anything in there that he could hang himself on from? Well, th- you know, I was thinking about that. It's, they have to give him sheets. I mean, he hung himself with a bed sheet. Right, but what did he tie it to? Just don't have anything in there you could tie it to. I mean, what could you hang? Yeah, I wonder what. Uh, I guess like, the bunk there bed shouldn't probably. be a doorknob on his side. There shouldn't be like. I think it's just a raised piece of concrete with a mat- mattress on top of it, so you can't. It's not like a bed frame that you can put it on. I guess maybe the faucet. You have to use. Yeah, a faucet. I wonder. But how would he? He must have just like put all his weight down. I, yeah, I wonder what he did. Tie no, no, it you to. just lean. Yeah, he does. It's not like hanging yourself like 
when you go up to a tall old the old oak tree <laughs> and kicking <laughs> Pretty out little the oak uh... tree yeah and you kick out the chair it's not like that they figured that out they're not that fucking stupid they are somehow though you you like tie yourself something and you're sitting on the floor and then you just lean over as hard as you can That's so you would you as a victim be disappointed here Yes. Are you, as a uh, as a private citizen, disappointed? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the prison guards and whatnot fucked up. Yeah. There's definitely failure here in the penal system. I think I would have liked to have seen him be placed in general pop, like in the general population of prison, which they would have had to do. I don't know. That I mean, you're just asking for him to get shanked immediately. Yeah, well, what else are you going to do with that? Right. Just, just because of the nature of his crimes, you're going to be like, oh, well, we have to keep him separate, and we have to pay more money yep. to, 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 to uh, you know, ensure that he can serve yeah. his, uh, his prison sentence? No, I, I think solitary confinement. I, think it, I, I, I believe and I think that it's torture, and I'm glad that it's torture. I mean, just put him in a cell by himself. Somebody hands him up some food through the little gate three times a day, and he goes into little the dog run for like a half hour every day. And nobody talks to him, and you just—he just sits in there and has to fucking think about the shit he did, why he's in there, uh, you know, no, no entertainment at all, just sitting in that fucking room by himself until he's dead. I mean, Perfect. I wonder if it was—I wonder if that was the uh, the the course of action, that was the plan. I I think what I just described is actually illegal. <laughs> I mean, I th- they have I think they, do they have that, to though. let you talk to your lawyer. They have you have to like get. You get familial visits. Yeah, you know, I read here that uh, uh, Castro's mother and his sister visited him, visited him twice in prison, most recently on August 26, which kind of just confounds me. Like, if you, you have a brother, if your brother was convicted of a crime of this nature, of, of, of kidnapping and uh, keeping three girls in prison in his home, would you ever vi- talk, speak to him again? No. Let alone see him in prison. But I don't even speak to my brother very much right now, and we don't have any bad blood between us. We're just both lazy and not really into family contact. I'm just amazed his sister would be like, well, you know, I'm going to go see Ariel in prison just to see how he's doing. Some families are really close, though. Like, if, if but, Jeffrey did something really awful, I feel like you would still go to, you'd go to see him in prison. You wouldn't would come out. You'd be having to... too good of a time. <laughs> you even come... You'd be in the visitation room like, oh, I'm here to visit my brother. Where is he? He said he didn't want to come out. He's busy. <laughs> yeah, but if he was like a John Wayne Gacy who had kidnapped young boys and molested them and then you know, buried their severed body parts in his crawl space, I'm not sure how inclined I'd be to visit him. What if it wasn't boys and it wasn't rape, but it was just like he killed a couple of dudes? <laughs> All right, maybe then. <laughs> I, I still wouldn't. I still right. wouldn't be happy about it. I, I, I'd still be like, it's, this is a little for you, awkward. it's like if you feel like he's a deviant, then you wouldn't go. Well, if it, okay. I guess this depends on how heinous the crime is. I mean, if yeah. if he killed a couple of dudes in self defense, you know, I mean, if it, but if it was like he was chopping off their penises and eating it, you know, maybe like the guy was Dahmer asking for style. It. <laughs> German style. So I guess the, uh, the, the women here, his mother and sister, said they were worried by his demeanor, mood, and body language. They said he appeared depressed. Really? Yeah, what depressed? You, what the fuck? <laughs> They're worried that he's not, having a, he's not having a good time. He seems down in the dumps. He's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's a little bummed. I, fuck, fuck his whole family. Let me say that. Like, did you hear, like, after it was happening, you know, they caught him and before he was sentenced, did you ever, did you catch any of the interviews with the brothers? 
They're like, oh, I, we're very, we're very angry. He's brought a bad name on the family. Yeah, but they were claiming like, they were also oblivious to uh, the oh, happenings. Oh yeah, yeah. In they the house. fucking knew exactly what was going on. They went. There they for even barbecues. said they'd like go to his. They were like, "Oh, he's very weird." We go to his house, and all the doors had locks on them, and they, we couldn't go in any of the rooms. Like, and you didn't invest. I mean, I think they knew exactly what was happening. But even if you didn't know, but you went to Jeff's place or Stephanie's, I'm gonna be sexist here. And Stephanie like wouldn't let like all the rooms were locked except for the front entryway, and she wouldn't let you go like in the kitchen or do any like you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm gonna well, get yeah, to the bottom of this. Or I'm calling the cops. I mean- it, it, that would just be weird. You're year the, after the, year, this goes on, and you're and you're going to visit her, and it's always the same story. Well, well, that's what that's what I find bizarre in this is that that his brothers came over and they drank beer there. They had barbecues there, and they no, had I, no I think idea. they should be yeah. I think they should be charged as complicit in all those crimes. Well, I, I think they should definitely be. Um, well, I think they were investigated, but they were cleared of any wrongdoing. I think they, I shouldn't. Don't think they should have been cleared of any wrongdoing. I think they did wrong by not pushing it further. I mean, I don't think. But he had a it, kid. His daughter. His daughter knew that she thought it was kind of weird that they never allowed to go in his house. But she never. Too. Any the concern. whole everybody who went into that house and didn't say anything needs to at least get some type of a misdemeanor, like with a hefty fine and community service. So I'm not you, saying throw them all in a death row, solitary confinement. I'm just saying. Something needs to be, you know. They're they're not free. The message needs to be sent that you can't just not say anything. Um, Did you see that uh, during his sentencing, uh, Castro started crying and he played the victim, which. Oh yeah, no, I saw. I saw the the guy's got balls. He said he was addicted to porn and masturbation, and he referred to himself as very emotional and a happy person inside. And he blamed the victims here. He accused them of lying about their treatment. He said that none of the women that he uh, had abducted were virgins to begin with. So they're uh, already having sex. He's very devout. He's slut-shaming these girls that he fucking held captive for 10 years. It, it wasn't like, how old was Amanda Berry? Like 11? Yeah, yeah. He offered her a ride home from like McDonald's or something. He Actually, claims, why don't you just stay locked up in my basement for 10 years? And I'll just bring you the Big Macs. Yeah, um, and I'll just fuck you, and then when you get pregnant, I'll stomp on your stomach so, to get rid of the fetus. I, I think that goes along with his next claim, that, th- that they wanted sex, and that there was harmony in their quote-unquote happy household. Yeah, he's delusional. Yeah, I, see, I'm mad that, he's, that he committed suicide. Totally, total easy way out. Well, you wonder about this, and I guess this leads into the, uh, this, this article I read. I think this was from Slate. Um, it says how technology can be used to make life in prison a much longer, tougher sentence. So they always they always use this. I guess this. Uh, you know, they, they they add the addition of a thousand years to a life sentence, but that's just a rhetorical flourish. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. They're Symbolic. Not, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to do that. And so that's what Castro got. He, uh, you know, he was sentenced to life plus one thousand years after a plea deal took the death penalty off the table. But you hear that and you're like, okay, well, obviously it's never going to happen. He's going to commit life in prison. But what can be done to ensure that those who commit crimes, like a, this, this heinous of a crime, are sufficiently punished? I like, you know what I like? I like in like third world countries where the prison really is just like a gated area. And like the prisoners just have to fend for themselves, like grow their own food and form their own societies in there. Well, like all like the pretty that. horses. Remember that? Yeah, or, you know, like, uh, fuck. 
What's what, that what? one? The Midnight Express or whatever. It is? That was the Turkish prison. Yeah, the Turkish one. Yeah, or um, or a lot of these prisons in Brazil. The like prison they, that Batman goes to is down at, <laughs> down at the bottom of the well. Wherever the fuck that was. Like, where was that? I mean, it was just like in this, some weird like mountain in the it Himalayas so or something. That was a very lame part of that movie, in my opinion. And he has to climb. He has he's to like, climb out. He's like a training montage, and he has to fucking climb out. Give me a break. And then, and then he climbs out, and after all that time that he was stuck down there with a broken back that he managed to mend and finally get out of the hole, well, it had only been like two months. <laughs> You know, it, it made no sense. That's why you had to have the training montage. Yeah, it made no sense. But anyway, people are saying, like, um, you know, retributive punishment is the most appropriate form of punishment for, for a criminal who commits this type of crime. But they're saying, like, uh, you know, you get life in prison. Is that enough? Why can't we prolong the punishment? And so uh, they're saying that technology is a way to increase the severity of Ariel Castro's punishment without making drastic changes to the current legal system. And here are some possibilities. Tell me which one. Is this one... a list, by the way? No. It's <laughs> How just... long is this list? There's only three possibilities here. I, people want me to be bitter. Here's what I'm bitter about. And all, it, this is directed at all you fucking fucks. Because <laughs> this is all of my Wackily fucking Facebook lists. I've always hated lists, and I think I've talked about it before. But now... Making fucking the dumbest list is the is the biggest business on the internet, right? It's popular. Buzzfeed, that's, what, Buzzfeed, that's what attracts viewers. Upworthy, and attracts, uh, hits. The chive, and it's fucking just it's mindless fucking bullshit. It's not funny. They're not creative. It's the same fucking pictures all the time on all these lists you go to. But people just feel compelled to just fucking post link after link after link to it on my Facebook page. If you find a picture that you think is really funny, just put it on your Facebook page. Don't l- fucking link to a list of the 54, like, you know, skid marks on the toilet paper that look like classical paintings or whatever that you found on BuzzFeed. It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. And those websites just churn out thousands of those a day because they know idiots will keep fucking linking it and sharing and it. Reposting and reposting it, yeah, and retweeting it. And the worst is the fucking oatmeal. And I think a lot of people think that the oatmeal is really clever and funny, but because he's not using GIFs, he's making his own shitty drawings with these shitty mundane observations. They're not comics. They're just lists of bullshit. <laughs> Stop doing it. It's, it's like lowering the bar so far as to what's considered amusing on the Internet now. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess that is debatable because the bar was very set low to begin with. <laughs> you know, true. it is the internet. But, and, but it's even lower now. That's what I'm saying. What bothers it was me so is- stupid before. And now just in this past year, it's like exploded this industry of websites that just do lists of fucking pictures. Yeah, like 54 reasons why cats are smarter than dogs. 23 right. reasons why puffins are better than penguins. It's like, who cares? People care because they're like, I like puffins. I like p- cute pictures of puffins. Fine. Put cute pictures of puffins all over your fucking page that you got off the internet. But don't link to a fucking list. And then I have to see everybody else like share it so it just keeps coming up on my fucking Facebook and Twitter feed. And then there's like – but I mean the thing is there's probably 30 facsimiles of BuzzFeed. Right. Maybe more. 500. And it's like these sites are – it's so simple – and it's so it's so simple to reproduce that that's what all, that's what all websites are coming to be now. Yeah, the number of hits you a list get of lists. From, yeah, the the only the number of hits you get from forming a website like that to the level of effort you have to put in 
is so like optimized that every website is going to be like that. Like the New York Times in five years is just going to be fucking a series of lists, lists with of pictures. Bullshit. 23 reasons why Syria is fucked in GIF format. I blame Facebook because people now are being trained to view things in list format. So it's just, and, it's, and, and people love to post something on their page that then all their friends either like or share or comment on. Like people are addicted to posting shit and then going back, you know, a half hour later and seeing that 20 people commented on their page, the thing that they linked to. And for the same exact reason, because it's the lowest common denominator, that's the kind of shit that you put on your page to get a lot of you know, comments and likes and whatever the fuck. They well, are. the problem is it's short. It's our it's 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 the millennial short attention span. <laughs> it, instead of being able to read an actual article like in the Atlantic or on Slate, it's like right. all they really do have time for anymore is a headline and a photo, and that's it. And that's all. Right. That's that's how they absorb information now. Headline. With a photo. So they write an attractive headline on BuzzFeed, and then there's like 30 photos. It either has something to do with nostalgia, celebrities, or sexy ladies, or celebrities, or, or like you said, cute animals. animals. Yeah. Or, or, then it, or like a, a vacation destination. And, that, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's, you know. And uh, yeah, it, it really I is disheartening. It, may, it makes somebody, you wonder. Somebody should, for a month, go through, like, look at every article that BuzzFeed puts up. And just point out how they're all just – it's like three different sort of lists, like permuted five different ways. You know what I mean? It's all the same shit over but and over But it's permutations of the same fucking list. And, right. every, and every single website just reproduces these. They all and use whatever, the same what, photos. And whatever happened to like the top five or top ten, now it's just any fucking random number they can think of. Like, 23. Like you said, 54, 21. Yeah, 12 things, that 13 fucking – Pieces of vegetables that look like cocks. I mean, the internet hasn't created lists. Lists have existed in Elle magazine, you know, Cosmo, Red Book, Men's Health, Women's Health, whatever. They, I mean, they've been yes, around. You're a publication expert. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, you've seen these. There's, you know, 28 ways to turn your man on. That's you know, on the the cover of Cosmo. But that's fine. Someone buys a magazine. They 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 consume those articles and they yeah, see. I, that I've list. always thought it was lazy, but yeah, if you buy a magazine about men's health and it's like the top five best crunches or whatever, yeah, to, fine, to get whatever. Perfect you bought abs. the magazine, yeah. But this shit is just clickbait. It's clickbait. That's Pure, exactly unadulterated what it is. Clickbait. clickbait. And clickbait that's going to be shared, and then the content's reproduced. So now there's like 300 sites that all have the exact same fucking mundane, pointless list. It's, it's such good clickbait that as much as I fucking am hating it, and as you can hear that I hate it so fucking much, even I it's still, it's like once a day, will fucking click on one of these things and be like, all right, I'll look through that fucking list. I'm procrastinating at work. And then I just hate myself. I feel shame. Yeah, I know. Today I saw this, uh, they had... Walmart photos, reject Walmart photos. It was like, you know, 62 Walmart photos. And I, and I saw it and I was just like, God, I just wasted about four minutes looking at these. And the other funny thing is you look through the, okay, so the, okay, you're going to be a fucking retard and just you know, your job is to make these dumb quote unquote humorous lists. But I'm, sh I'm asking you looking through the Walmart pictures, aren't half of them pictures that have been around the internet for, like, at least fucking five years? Like, find some new ones, you morons! Well, that's the thing. All they're doing is reproducing content. Right. And, 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 yeah, and repurposing it just I to get clicks. It. It, it's, it's bullshit, and it's ruining the internet. It's ruining the internet, people. Mark my words. Uh, th <laughs> this right here... In this... my day! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had to go to uh, rotten.com to find our... 
We actually had to search for vile pictures. Ogrish. Um, yeah, Ogrish. Consumption style Project. Ju- remember, remember Consumption that? Junction? Yes. As Style Project? That was one of my favorite websites in like the late 90s. Yeah. I hope that guy's like probably independently wealthy. He just never has to work again. They're all porn so. now. I mean, he just oh, switched okay. to porn. So this isn't a, a list like uh, the mundane list that you're talking about. This is part of, this is part of an article on Slate. But here are, the, here are some possibilities for technology to increase the severity of a criminal's punishment. Lifespan enhancement. So right now there's a transhumanist movement, the belief that science will be able to halt the aging process and enable humans to, to remain healthy indefinitely. And, you know, they've, they've already begun doing this. Like they've already isolated genes that... Um, that uh, you know that that promote aging, and so really? uh, they're saying right now this uh, the anti aging. Should I start taking better care of my body? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be stuck with it for like two hundred years? Yeah, but think about it though. If they can uh, isolate these genes that that promote aging and then just stop the aging process, well, then you just can drink as much as you want. They'll just give you no, a new liver. No, I don't think that works. Like I think. You know, your body deteriorates because of multiple reasons. Like you're out in the sun too much, or you drink too much, or you smoke. And then there's also your body is just deteriorating from just, just a- natural aging. Yeah. And they're just going to stop the natural aging. That's not going to like stop deterioration from the other. I, I think you still have to live healthy. Yeah, fuck know? that. But here they're saying it. the uh, anti aging SENS Research Foundation believes that the first person to live 1,000 years has already been born. So now they're saying if you think about it, you could use these life-enhancing, this life-enhancing technology on convicted criminals who could be sentenced to receive a life sentence in conjunction with lifespan enhancement. So as a result, life imprisonment could mean several hundred years rather than a few decades. So life plus 1,000 years, could, uh, they could realistically be expected to serve it. Now, if you think about it, though, it's going to be more expensive for society to support such, cha- such sentences. However... You could have uh, the increased contributions of a longer-lived workforce if you're planning to uh, force them to into you know prisoners into forced labor. <laughs> I so, don't think I don't think forced labor is legal. License plates? Who makes those license plates, Wackerly? What about those leather wallets that you like? Right, but they don't like break rocks anymore. They don't do real work. I was just watching. Uh, we can force them to. Cool Hand Luke last night. <laughs> At the bar, and uh, yeah, they they you know they make them work on the road. Yeah, they're like uh, breaking rocks. Right. Um, second here, mind uploading. So some believe it will it will one day be possible to upload human minds onto computers. So with sufficient computer power, it'd be possible to speed up the rate at which an uploaded mind runs. So they're saying. Uh, the eight and a half hour, one thousand year sentence. So it, so. 1,000-year sentence could be followed by a few hours, or from the point of view of the criminal, several hundred years of treatment and rehabilitation. So between sunrise and sunset... <laughs> I, I, love the re- I love the rehabilitation thing about prison. That, well, that shit doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> like, you, you can come out and you're good. You went in and you're a complete and total asshole, like antisocial piece of shit, and you come out and you're like, I learned my lesson. Well, I'm a could, good person. It could possibly now. work, off. though. I mean, if, you're, if you upload the mind of this convicted criminal. So if you upload the mind of a convicted criminal and running it a million times faster than the normal mind would uh, enable the uploaded criminal to serve a 1,000-year sentence in eight and a half hours. So right. This would be cheaper for the taxpayer and extend the criminal's lifespan to enable them to serve 1,000 years, even though but it's not an actual 1,000 years. then in eight hours, they're just years. back out on the street. 
But it feels like to them that they've been in there for a thousand years or whatever. Yeah, a thousand years of treatment like and rehabilitation. Kind of Possibly. I mean, it, but it might work, though. I mean, it's like uh, you could have the vilest criminals serve a millennium of hard labor and return fully rehabilitated either to the real world or, um, you know, exile in a computer simu simulated world. So that's what you could do is just exile them into, you know, computer prison. Make them get, like, chased by ghosts for the rest of their life. <laughs> I, I actually think that's a good idea. I mean, we just we remove their biological component and just upload their mind into this computer, vast computer prison. And they just live in that mm -hmm. for an eternity. What if they got out and infected our PCs, though? Then it would be, that would be like, uh, then they'd make Terminators come <laughs> exactly. back. Um, they start, like, getting to a, the body of a drone and then just start blowing just up Just start fools. blowing shit up. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, how about this? Altering perception of duration. So various factors can cause people to perceive time as passing more slowly. Um, they said one recent instance, study... For instance, listen to this podcast. Yeah, listen to this podcast. <laughs> makes time just, just seem to drag Crawls. <laughs> for hours. Uh, one recent study revealed that time seems to pass more slowly when people are experiencing fear than when experiencing sadness or a neutral state. So why not create a, uh, a situation of complete fear for all these criminals? Just make put the cell over a grate, and then there's just, like, ferocious sharks or tigers or something underneath it. Piranhas with yeah. laser beams. Um, time also appears to pass more slowly for people taking psychoactive drugs or engaging in mindfulness meditation or, or when the body temperature is lowered. So why not take these, this research on subjective experience of duration and uh, put it into the design and management of prisons. So the worst criminals are sent to special institutions designed to ensure their sentences pass as slowly, monotonously as possible. Hmm. Can't we just suspend some, like, cages over a void, like in Time Bandits? <laughs> it's just, just a, just a, is it just a void of nothingness? Yeah. But where would we get this void? I don't know. Maybe we should start, scientists should start working on the void. How about technology? a massive sinkhole? And just, you put just them, throw them in there? No, like, uh, just put them in cages above the sinkhole. I, I have no problem with that. I mean, where do those sinkholes go? I don't know. <laughs> <That's what laughs> it's I'm like saying. a black hole. Anything that ever goes in doesn't come back out to tell us. Finally here, the last one is that uh, the extent to which prison can be made unpleasant for prisoners is limited by the considerations of welfare of the prison staff. So the prison staff has, have to deal with these prisoners on a day-to-day -day basis. So what they're saying is replace human prison staff with robot prison officers. <laughs> robot prison officers don't care. They have nope. no emotion. They're impervious to all pain. Over them all day long and they don't give a fuck. Like, you could throw... My yeah. skin is made of non-stick <laughs> Teflon. Keep throwing the shit. I don't care. But you could throw buckets of feces with crushed up light bulbs all over a robot and they're not going to give a shit. That is my fuel. <laughs> Throw more, please. So, I mean, you could, uh, you know, if human staff could be replaced by robots, I mean, you could keep them, the, the, the prisoners could do whatever they wanted. And it's not going to deter. Well, not whatever they want. The wardens. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, they could do, they, yeah. they could react in any way they want or right, in any exactly. fashion. And it's not going to deter their treatment or prevent yeah. their treatment. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, technology offers untapped possibilities to make punishment worse for the worst criminals. 
I mean, it can make punishment that much more severe. Whether or not this is humane treatment, I guess, is debatable. Right, which is why all these ideas would get shot down immediately by constitutional lawyers. Now they would. But what about 50 years from now, actually? Look at Guantanamo. I mean, do, do, do you think that the do you think that the country is becoming more conservative in crime and punishment or less? I would say less. We're going toward we're going we're going in the direction of Europe, right? Where you get like a little dorm room to stay in, and all you know, all the p- finger painting, art supplies, te- television, DVD, all in your room there. Well, I agree with that. Just because it's the prisons are overcrowded, we can't afford to uh, pay for these guys that you know that are convicted of. You know, harmless crimes. If it's an innocuous crime, it's like why? If it's but a non-violent crime, in Europe crime, it seems like you even murder people and you get thrown into the you get like two cushy years. prison, yeah, for two years. I'm saying I I like uh, prisons of the mind. I'm 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 all about the mind uploading. That's your favorite one. Yeah, and then just get rid of the bodies, burn the bodies <laughs> for fuel, and then just now we have their mind. I experiencing i don't think we're in a fuel shortage where we need to burn that for fuel soon we will be we will be need, you know okay soylent green what about soylent green, soylent green. Yeah. we can feed sure. the homeless feed what about the african children what about like if you lose your body in a accident and then but they upload it out of your body before it dies and then you get if you're a law-abiding citizen they download your mind into the body of a prisoner and that we all know how that body. turns out though how the, the prisoner eventually comes back because there's like some kind of mind biological like connection oh. there. Next thing you know, you're murdering people. I don't believe in people. the soul. I, no, I mean it happens. What about uh, was it altered states? What was that one? Altered where, uh, states is where he turns into a monkey because he's in his sleep deprivation tank. All right, maybe that's not the one. Was there's it one uh, with I think Denzel Washington, and it, the title is like the title of a uh, Rolling Stone song. Or they keep playing a Rolling Stone. No, you're song? thinking of Fallen. Okay, but that, that that was a demon, like a demonic possession there, that would just go from body to body. I'm okay. I'm thinking there was a prisoner that was executed. That was it. Shocker, West Craven. Oh, Shocker. Shocker. Yes, Shocker. Yes. That's what it was. That was a great I think movie. that's what would end up happening here. But I would have no qualms about removing Ariel Castro's biological presence but yet keeping his mind inside some compu- vast computer wasteland. Hmm. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't forever. have to worry about it. He's you know, being tortured, you know, tortured uh, through... His uh, mind is. Yeah, well, his mind's being tortured. That's how, you get a, that's how you get around the cruel and unusual punishment. It's like, well, we're not punish- punishing him. It's just he's not feel- feeling it physically, but mentally con- he's an mental anguish. construct. It's, it's virtual it's punishment. His, it's not even his brain. His brain died with his, is over here and being kept... Nice and comfy in his like cryogenic tank. We're not doing anything bad to, to 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 the man. It's just we took a copy of his mind pattern and we just torture that. We torture the shit out of that. It has no rights though because it's not a person. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's virtual punishment. I'm that's what I that's what I'm a proponent of. But okay, whether I mean or not in that that's case, humane, if you can take his mind, then you can do anything. You can turn him into one of those girls. For exactly, like well, like the hollow deck. He can become his right. victim, and we can completely simulate the uh, the, the crime. Who but cleaned would... all the sperm out of the holodeck? Does Data have to do that? Yeah, I think it was Data's job, but Data volunteered to do that. Oh, you liked it? <laughs> the guy was bent. Anyway, people, you can weigh in on it. Think, think, think about uh, how technology can uh, increase the severity of punishment.
I just think when you get when you get sentenced to a thousand years, you should serve a thousand years. What about just like a robotic dick puncher? <laughs> just punches just your dick over and over again. Yeah, for like you know, twenty four hours straight. That's yeah, but but they can solution. but they can uh, enhance your life like through some kind of technology, so you can get those dick punches for one thousand years. Right. Yes, that they is, reinforce your dick, but they put twice as many pain nerve endings in it. That is perfect punishment. Yeah. Um, people, you're listening to episode 397 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. You can send in your submissions at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. If we do give you credit for your story, uh, we will send you a sick and wrong care package. You just need to claim it. Uh, we got some good ones this week. It's interesting. We're kind of on a streak with uh, Chinese stories. Like your underwear? Exactly. I have I wear underwear that's been uh, create you know that's been uh, produced in a Chinese sweatshop, and uh, there's a streak going through it right now because I haven't washed it in about three weeks. That's why I keep telling you to buy brown underwear. So then you can't see it. Exactly. It's actually two toned. It's brown in the back and yellow in the front. <laughs> it kind of look like Wolverine. I don't wash my whites and colors. I wash my browns and my yellows, <laughs> as my brother you says. Stole that from your brother. Yeah, that's what my brother says. Uh, before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, the first story here we got from The Two Gyms from Limey Land. He writes, or Jim, the Jim's right. All right, again, boys. Found this today. What happens in China should stay in China. Pretty fucked up shit. Love the show. Keep up the good work. And yeah, as I mentioned before, this is the third Chinese article in a row. We're on a streak here. Now we have to try and keep it up. We had a Chinese Ghostbuster. We had Chinese kid gets his eyes gouged out last week. And now we have this, uh, this new Chinese article. I wonder... If every show, I, I just wonder how long we can keep up this streak. I About mean, a, if we tried, probably just forever. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if, 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 an, if an egregious sick and wrong story comes up from China, it's hard for us to avoid it. This is a good one. I mean, this is like a, a, a definitely a show-worthy story. Um, this was sent in from the two gyms. He, uh, the headline here is, A Mother Watched in Horror as a monkey tore off one of her eight-month-old baby's testicles at a Chinese zoo before running off and eating it. Well, that's what monkeys do. Yeah, but you know, you think, I was thinking about this. An eight-month-old nut, an eight-month-old testicle must look like a macadamia nut, like a little tiny, little white little nut. Or smaller than that, maybe. A peanut? <laughs> what's, the, what's the smallest nut? Well, what about a seed? Sm- it's not smaller than a peanut. It could be. For an eight-month-old baby? When was the last time you looked at an eight-month-old baby's cock? 
It's been a while. About, uh, like your years. balls don't like descend until you hit puberty, right? Well, they're tiny, but I mean, like even a cat's balls are about as big as a peanut. Full grown cat? I would say a full grown <laughs> cat would have well, balls the size of a peanut. What about a kitten's? Yeah, but a kitten's smaller than a baby. Are you saying that a cat is the baby. same size as a baby? No, I'm saying, yeah. Like a, a, I think that a cat's testicles are bigger than a, cat, a baby's testicles. I, I beg to differ here. I think if... Uh, I wonder how many We're fans... are going to get arrested. Well, I'm not going to go... infant genitalia. <laughs> I'm not going to go break into a hospital and measure some kid's nutsack here <laughs> and then compare it to someone else's, you know, cat's nutsack. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying... I think a cat's nuts, like, a, okay, maybe a, a six-year-old cat. A six-year-old cat's nuts are probably about the same size as a eight-month-old kid's nuts. Okay. I'm not going to argue it. But... <laughs> well, you have, you have no basis of, of, of proof here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And I don't want any basis of proof. <laughs> All like, right, don't whatever. send us in pictures of your kids' genitalia. Well, I don't, don't want to see arrested. it. I don't want to see it. But anyway, to a monkey, they're, they're, they see this little ball, and they're like, oh, that probably tastes really good, like a macadamia nut. And then yeah. they, they, you know, they go and get it. So the shocking I mean, incident, monkeys eat other monkeys. So it might have just thought it looked like a tasty testicle. Yeah, maybe, maybe testicles are a delicacy, <laughs> you know, in the, in the monkey culture. Yeah. Um, they don't specify what kind of monkeys these are, but shitty Chinese monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese monkeys are such assholes. Uh, the shocking incident uh, took place at a zoo in uh, southwest China. Not going to name the city here. The mother was changing the infant's dirty nappy when the animal attacked, ripping off the testicle before dropping it onto the ground. Now, what I don't get about this. First of all, A, the monkeys are not in cages. B, aren't there like bathrooms where you change your kids' fucking diapers? Yeah, but this is a big thing. In China, children are just allowed to piss any, all over the place. And I guess people do too, uh, but children especially. There was a big story last week, not really a sick and wrong story, so I didn't bring it up, but about like in uh, Richmond, Virginia or something like that. or Actually, I think it was Canada, so... I don't remember what fucking town it was. But yeah, some like Chinese grandma and her grandkid, she just picked the kid up in the middle of a shopping mall and he was just pissing into the recycling bin, like right in the middle of the food cart. And everybody was like, ugh, this, this isn't fucking China. You can't do that. And everybody's like, well, culturally, blah, blah, blah. That's Wait, how they wh- do what it in city China. was this in? Somewhere in, in Alberta. Or, I have no oh, idea. Oh, it was in Canada. Remember. Okay, yeah, it was so in Canada. It's, you know, Western country here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was in Canada. That's disgusting. But everybody pointed out that, like, in China, they have different, uh, you know, uh, they have different standards of what's acceptable, especially when it comes to children, like little tiny children. I've read that that in Hong Kong, they get upset when mainland Chinese people come to Hong Kong, and they just, that's what they do. They they piss in garbage cans. Because Hong Kong is basically Western, right? Well, it's westernized. I mean, it's like, you know, it's an international city, whereas, like, People from mainland China come and visit, and they have their boorish ways. <laughs> but still, I just think, feel that if you're going to change your kid's dirty diaper, dirty nappy, just go to a changing room. Go to a bathroom. Right. That's what we do. I don't want to see that. It's disgusting. I don't even like seeing it when I'm pissing in the bathroom. I don't want to smell it. No. 
So anyway, but okay, but beyond that, why are the monkeys just running out free, like willy nilly, all throughout this zoo? Don't they have cages for monkeys? <laughs> what are monkeys like squirrels in China? I think they're taking over the zoo. Well, how are you going to get all those monkeys back into a cage once they're out? Because what happens know, is know, you, but... you get you get maybe like fifty percent of them in there, maybe ninety percent of them. You get them in the cage finally. And then while you're chasing another one down, one of the other ones that's, the, that's out unlocks all the ones that are in. It's like Sisyphus. <laughs> Sisyphus. <laughs> However you say that. Sisyphus. But, it never ends. Yeah, okay, but these animals throw their feces on, on people. They throw their feces on each other. They, they have you know sharp teeth. They bite people's fingers off. Would you take your children to they a masturbate zoo? masturbate all over the place. Yeah, would you take your children to a zoo where there's like gangs of roaming monkeys free, just running wild? No, it's like the omen. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like the omen. I would be... And at yeah. least they're, they're inside their car safe. God, it's scary. So Chinese television shows the infant recovering in a hospital with his mother after his testicle had been ripped off by the monkey. Apparently... After the monkey ripped the nut off, which probably doesn't take that much strength to do that because it's a little baby's ball, he dropped it on the ground. An elderly man... Stupid, clumsy monkey. Well, an elderly man picked up the ball, but then another monkey snatched it out of his hand before scampering away and eating it. So apparently people were chasing (laughs) after the monkey. Would you pick up the nut? No. Maybe. (laughs) I'd scoop it up with my key. (laughs) <laughs> or a chopstick. But why? What are you going to do at that point? It's like, uh, they're not going to attach it. Maybe they will. How can you reattach a nut? I don't know. How do they re- I, can't, I don't know how to reattach anything. But doctors know. This kid is going to grow up to be Varys on Game of Thrones. <laughs> just a Varys complete doesn't eunuch. have anything. Well, he doesn't even have a... He, I thought he just has balls removed. No, the twig and berries, everything. The twig also. There's just nothing down there. There's nothing down there. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's pointed out at multiple points in the books and show, that there's nothing. It's just like a hole. God, that's terrible. He just pisses through the hole? Yeah. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Hold it in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently this guy picked up the nut, and a monkey snatched it out of his hand, and uh, then the monkey ate the nut, which I imagine the monkey, it's a delicacy amongst monkey cultures. The kid's uh, injuries are not life-threatening. He's expected to make a recovery. Whether or not he will be a healthy contribution to society remains to be determined. I don't think so. I think he's going to be a supervillain. Do the parents get to have another monkeys. boy under the child policy? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I wonder because now he's not going to be able to produce sperm. You keep saying that the nut is a delicacy. Is you, are you saying that this monkey was in particular a foodie? <laughs> foodie monkey that's what i'm implying yes i think the monkey was a foodie or is a foodie uh, apparently monkey numbers at the open zoo it's an open zoo is what's what it's called here have exploded oh. so initially there were 70 a few years ago now there's more than 500 and the situation is completely out of control they're not caged they run rampant throughout the zoo and although they are fed three times a day by the keepers members of the public like to feed the monkeys too and while there are signs, of, uh, signs warning people not to do that, they just don't, they're not enforced. So monkeys, just, they have no fear of humans. Um, they, they, uh, they said there's some footage, camera footage, of a monkey just attacking a little girl and biting her fingers off as she reached over to pet it. 
And uh, they said that the monthly incidents involving the monkeys at the zoo, of varying degrees of severity here, are now running in the hundreds. But yet people still bring their families every Sunday to this insane monkey, you know, monkey, like a wild monkey zoo. Yeah. I don't get you it. You should wear like a beekeeper outfit to keep them away from your face and balls and everything. I think you should be allowed to have a shotgun. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, that would present other problems. Well, now it's now I'm wondering if there's over 500 monkeys that pretty much control the zoo, who really are the animals? <laughs> this is no, this has become a planet of the apes scenario. Yes, it's a thought experiment. Yeah. I think the monkeys So they're not apes, they're monkeys. Well, I think the monkeys live in the zoo. That's their home. The humans are the visitors. The humans are the people being gawked at and taunted. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's that's all I'm saying. I just I wouldn't bring my my family to one of these. But we've done stories in the past of Chinese zoos. Chinese zoos. Uh, it, it amazes zoos. me that they even are allowed to exist. I they, love, like, throw animals to the lions and stuff for fun, like live animals, right? Yeah, you could watch it, like, while the, while the lions tear it apart. You, do you ever see that footage of that little girl? She's, like, a three-year-old tightrope walker, and she has to walk over all the tigers. No. <laughs> it's China? great. Yeah, in China. And she's, I mean, she is attached to the, the, the wire, but she's above, like, I don't know, 30 tigers. I and everyone's like, happens. No, I mean, she, well, she falls off, but then she gets back on and just kind of goes to the other side. <laughs> I don't know. That, that girl's going to have some emotional issues. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Uh, this story came in via Facebook from Mark with a C. Do you Mark. remember when I put that Christmas tree in Stephanie's place? The Christmas tree gambit. That was only a few uh, months right. ago. I'm thinking now that Stephanie and Jeremy are married, there's going to be a Christmas tree this year. I doubt it because she went so nuts about this one. Shall we bet? Maybe make a gentleman's wager. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to bet? Um, I'm betting there one. Okay, not a gentleman's wager. Let's, let's bet a, uh, a, a six-pack of High Life. Okay. We'll see. I think there will be a Christmas tree. And I'm not putting it in there. Obviously. No, no. It's going to be on, on uh, their own volition. But afterwards, because Jeffrey helped me get in to the apartment, uh, do you remember he had that helicopter, that remote control helicopter that he bought from somebody, but the guy claimed that it shot out missiles and it didn't shoot missiles. So he, was gonna, he took it back and was going to like verbally abuse the guy in the store. Jeff was hopping mad about that. Well, he, he did end up getting another helicopter, right? But it shoots water. It has, like, a water cannon. And he terrorizes Stephanie and J- Big Jer's cat with it, I hear. Yeah, that awful cat. He, Jeff flies the thing around and terrorizes the cat. <laughs> why does Jeff like it so much? I don't get why Jeff likes these helicopters. Although, then again, I mean, you look at Jeffrey's life in general. I mean, beyond the helicopters. Does, yeah. Yeah. Why does he like buttholes so much? Yeah, but, Je- but Je- all Jeff knows. really does is play video games. Play with his helicopter, bugger twinks, yeah, and uh, yeah, and go and work at a bar. And that's pretty much his life. If you think about it, I think the helicopter fits in rather perfectly. Well, this is a story about another guy who, a nineteen-year-old, which perfectly illustrates what you were talking about. Jeff 
is the mental age of 20 years is younger, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. A 19-year-old is still a little bit old to be playing with these these helicopter toys. But a 41-year-old man, (laughs) now that's kind of creepy. This kid uh, is described as a model helicopter enthusiast. Wow. That that also means virgin. <laughs> yeah. His name is Roman Pirozek. Pirozek. And uh, he was known for aggressively flying his helicopters, and he often executed tricks. Uh, he he had a helicopter that cost $2,000, which I don't think Jeffrey's helicopter cost $2,000. This must be, like, a really large one, because Jeff has, like, I don't know, what are they, like, a half a foot? They're small. It's just a little like, shitty Yeah, toy. it's like an eight-inch little tiny helicopter. This thing is big, and Jeff's is made of plastic, right? I think it's plastic and metal. He, you know, he's never let me fly it. <laughs> After all the bad-mouthing, you really do want to fly it, don't you? Well, I was Why saying, not? how much fun would that be just to sit on your balcony and just, like, terrorize crackheads, like, fly it above them and, like, spray water on them? Yeah, but they would grab it. Maybe. I mean, if you're at like a, are quick. But if you're at a decent enough height, you know. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Jan Michael Vincent? <laughs> I would be Ernest like Ernest Borgnine. What happened? That's probably, I mean, that's probably part of Jeff's obsession because in the 80s, you know, he was a little older than us and maybe it left more of a lasting impression. But the 80s, there was like this heyday of the helicopter. There was a, a helicopter infatuation in the 80s. Everything... Everything had a helicopter in it. Airwolf, obviously. Blue Thunder Blue with Roy Thunder. Scheider. I was a big fan of that. Uh, Magnum P.I., one of his friends. He TJ. had the Ferrari, but TJ had the helicopter. TC, with the TC. TC, right. Yeah, that's what it was. Riptide. The Screaming Mimi. kind of remember that. Remember Riptide with the orange robot and the nerd and the boat? But that wasn't that like a seafaring helicopter? It's still a fucking helicopter. It, Why are you it trying was to... a helicopter. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to... Uh... Yeah, uh, it was. Point out that it wasn't like Airwolf. They had to differentiate their helicopters somehow. Yeah, but Airwolf was like a badass military helicopter that could like shoot off rockets well, and yeah, shit. Yeah, we, we can all agree that TC from Magnum P.I. had the shittiest, just basic helicopter. And plus, Borgnine was in Airwolf. He wasn't in the other inferior television shows. Right. I believe that at the beginning of The Running Man... uh. Arnold Schwarzenegger is flying a battle helicopter because I think the battle helicopter ends up there's a computer malfunction or it gets hacked and then it shoots up all the civilians and that's why Arnold gets put into the prison and goes on the prison game show which is a good tie-in to our earlier subject and I can't believe we didn't make that connection. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's game that's show. A game, game show, show is the perfect way for a prisoner to uh to serve his sentence. And also, the, I mean, the, the, thing, the idea is that if they survive, they got their freedom. But then at the end, it's like, ha-ha, that was a lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we're going to release gonna let you. let you out. You're like a superhuman being. You made it through all those obstacles. I don't think Ariel Castro would do that well against Mm-mm. the guy with the chainsaw. Hell no. On the ice skates. But yeah, everything had a helicopter in it. Not so much anymore, though. No, Batman has some kind of a helicopter-like thing. No, he's got like a bat wing, which I actually, it's kind of hot in my house. <laughs> I, I have bat wings right bat now. Wing, dude, it's humid as fuck here. Yeah, I know I have bat wings right now, but not um, the same. I just, I was trying to think like what, if something has replaced the helicopter, but I don't think anything has. It's not like everything has a motorcycle in it. Well, you know, else. there was like Black Hawk Down and stuff like that, like the Blackhawks. And... <laughs> I don't think that's the same. <laughs> yeah, but they, they fly those military helicopters. The I helicopter think... crashes in the first scene. Yeah, but it's still a military battle chopper. 
I mean, there are the two helicopters in uh, that movie about Zero Dark Thirty, but they're not like prominently focused upon. Well, they're not like, but they're not the show. There's no, there are no TV shows specifically based on a helicopter like Blue Thunder and Airwolf. That show, without right. that show, it would just be Jan Michael Vincent drinking and Ernest, Ernest Borgnine shagging bitches. <laughs> <laughs> How did women Ernest love Borgnine, Borgnine land that job? I don't know, but... What a luck out. How many times did you wish Borgnine was your grandfather? I mean, just all the... Infinitely? I just, all the every time? day, I would just pray that that could happen. Yeah. Well, we can't just talk about helicopters and Borgnine forever. No. We'll never finish the show. We should almost start the Borgnine podcast. Yeah, I mean, he... You know, he lived to be very old, and he told some interviewer that, that it was because he masturbated all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I'm going to post that as the video of the week. Oh, Grandpa, he's beaten off again. He's going to live forever. Such a funny man. Well, this 19-year-old kid, he knew nothing of any of these shows. He's 19. So he just liked helicopters, though, I guess. I suppose. Seems pretty lame. These, dude, you need to pick up the guitar so you can get laid. I've said it a million times on the show. Put the fucking helicopter down. Well, he's dead now. <laughs> what happened to him? He, he was just flying his helicopter? He died? I think this guy might have autism because it points out that he has a Facebook page where every post and photo was just about helicopters or a picture of a helicopter. It was the whole thing. You know that guy has never seen a vagina. Never. He's never seen a vagina. Not even on the internet, because he's just not even with it enough to like look for vaginas on the internet. He's too busy looking up pictures of helicopters and model helicopters. Yeah, he's never seen a vagina. He was with his dad at this like you know uh, park where that's just dedicated to flying hel- model helicopters and model planes. And uh, like I said, he was known for executing tricks and flying aggressively. He's a bit of a maverick down at the remote control fucking <laughs> aircraft club. And uh, I guess it just didn't go too too well for him because his $2,000 unit struck him, cutting off the top of his head. Jesus. His father was with him at the time of the accident. God, it just, wait, so it totally just severed his head? Cut the top of his head off. I mean, I... Which is even more impressive, right? Because you, if, if it got you in the neck, you could see, like, well, there, there goes his whole head. But if, like, the blades are hard and strong enough and spinning fast enough to, like, crack open your dome. How sharp are these the rotors on this helicopter? I would say they're as sharp as, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, does that matter? Are the things supposed to be that sharp? I think it's how fast they're moving is the problem. They've got to uh, cut through the That's air, the problem. Right? So they're just moving. So it, it just completely severed off the top it's of the guy's head. It's not like a head. slap chop or something. It's not that sharp. Good God. It just seems so painful. Again, I don't want to blame the victim here, but maybe he wasn't doing the tricks and flying so aggressively. This never would have been a problem. I don't think he was following the proper safety procedures. Was it from the, the like his eyes, like his entire top portion of his skull, so his brains were exposed? <laughs> that's what I imagine. But, you know, maybe you just scalped him and he bled to death. So you just scalped the top of his head off. Perhaps. How big was this helicopter? I mean, it was $2,000. I assume it's, like, fucking big, right? Like like the size of... I'm trying to think of something that's remotely helicopter-shaped. Uh, 
you know, maybe it's like as big as like a, a bicycle. Yeah, or a chair. So these things are like gasoline powered. It's not like my, my brother has like a couple of D-cell batteries in his. It might be batteries, but it's like much bigger than, yeah, the like regular battery. It's more like probably, I mean, have you ever seen the battery in like a real remote control car? Like those kinds that you used to put together? No, it's like I a never big actually, brick. My father yeah. never did that with me. <laughs> I never had. I, I think my my brother had one. I never had one. Did you ever like one of those? Uh, what are those called? Those like uh, soapbox cars? Yes, I did have one of those. You and uh, Papa Wackerly? Yep. <laughs> my dad was not handy at all. I mean, he he always, I, he always just, wanted to put up, get what what everybody want. Every kid wanted was a go kart. Oh, a go kart! Yeah, because there was actual motor in that. A soapbox, yeah, it just rolls. Like, I think I would make my brother pull me around in it or something. My dad just, he always thought it was a waste of time and that we should be inside studying the Torah. <laughs> it's more fun. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. That, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really did work. <laughs> so this guy gets his head chopped off. What did everyone do? <laughs> they went, ah! Ah! <laughs> I don't know. What are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Film it for YouTube. They called nine one one and the the ambulance came and they were like, Yep, he's dead as fuck. Wow. Did a helicopter chop his head off? Because that's what it looks like what happened. God. Yeah. I mean I guess there's no way. He probably died on the scene. Yeah, he was. It says that the the you know, medics came and they pronounced him dead there, then and there. Sisters just distraught, the neighbors are distraught. It's a silly I'm hobby. Distraught. It really is. I mean, it's better than just sitting inside and playing video games all day long. Is it? <laughs> At least in video games, you get I'm not, to... Like, I'm alive, and that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, you get to play like Grand Theft Auto and kill things and have sex with prost- simulated sex with prostitutes. Well, they say that he, he traveled like all over the country going to these like like com- you know competitions, and he was very he won a lot of awards and prizes. He was the head of some club. God, this guy never got laid. No. He never got laid. There's a possibility he's going to get laid in the future, though. Would have gotten laid in the future. To me, this is worse than (laughs) Comic-Con. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because here's the the problem. Comic-Con, if a girl sees you there, she's going to be, like, uh, actively turned off, right? (laughs) She's going to be like, oh, my God, you're one of those people. Whereas I think the problem with this helicopter hobby is just he never is meeting any women because there's only like middle-aged dudes and other autistic kids like him. Uh, but I don't think if a girl saw you flying a remote control helicopter, she would think like, oh my God, what a dork. I'm never talking to that guy. Or, or like I thought he was cute and then I found out he was into remote control helicopters. I don't think that would be a problem. Okay, now that wouldn't be a problem. But what I'm saying is if you even hope to get laid or meet a chick that's into some some of the same type of interest that you have, you're not going to meet him at a remote control helicopter convention. There's probably no great women there at all. No. At no, all. No, 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 no. There's not at all. And that's what I was saying. Like, like people would say, well, maybe someday he'll meet another girl who's really into remote control helicopters. And it's like, nope, does not exist. Yeah, but, but let's say the, the you set dressed of those up. female remote control helicopters is null. Let's say you put on your impressive magneto outfit with the magnet hands, and you could like attract I don't know metal with your hands or whatever. And you went to Comic Con. I'm sure the chances of you meeting some nerdy chick that's like, oh my god, that's the best magneto outfit I've ever seen, is higher. Uh, true, but 
the ratio there is like a hundred dudes to that one girl. So there are girls there that are interested in it. But the girls who aren't into Comic-Con are are so actively turned off by the fact that you are into cosplaying uh, that I think the overall equation is worse. I don't know. I feel like there's since there are women there, you have a better chance of probably scoring. But then again, this kid's autistic. He no. probably gives think he of, probably does not care less about a woman's vagina. Well, uh, as long as he's not gay, every every you know the hormones make you care about the vagina. Even autistic kids, I think so. They might be there. Might be anxiety issues that he's scared of vagina and to talk to women, but he's still beating off furiously thinking about it. Wasn't there a scene in he's Rain 19? Man? When she got a kiss, or she tried to kiss Dustin Hoffman, and he flipped out and started smacking his head. Or did she try to give him a hand job or something? I don't remember. Maybe I'm making what's this his, up What's completely. his uncle's name, Ray? Or is, is it his, it's his nephew? Who, Tom Cruise? His name's Ray or something. Yeah, Ray. Ray gets him a prostitute. Yeah, that's what it was. I think Ray gets him a prostitute to get him laid, and he flips out. I think that's what would happen. This guy would probably fly his helicopter at the chick. Yeah. <laughs> And now he has a manslaughter charge, but instead he's just dead. <laughs> you know what I wonder about these helicopters? I was thinking about this um, the other day when I read this story. Why don't people use these big, huge $2,000 helicopters and attach drugs to them and fly them over the wall in prison and uh, give weapons and drugs to prisoners? Because there's like guard towers. Yeah, but these things, you can get these helicopters that make no noise at all. So you can just stealthily... It's like, it seems like it's a good business opportunity. Yeah, but no, but the guards are, are watching. They sit in the tower so they watch everything that's happening. Okay, but in the middle of night, cloak of darkness, you sit out... Wait, like, when, the guard, when the guards went home, they're, they're just off shift. No, okay, they're sitting there. You're a mile away because some of these, these remote control helicopters, you can be like a mile away from, uh, from the scene. You can fly them out a mile and then they land, they give out the drugs... And then they take back, you, you, you know, you take off. Or, I guess you just a, sma- or you just smash it. Well, you don't, and the guy a, buys another one. It's a $2,000 helicopter. You don't want to smash it. Why do you it. need to buy a really nice one? Because those are the silent ones? Yeah, I mean, if you're, although then again, the prisoners aren't walking around the middle of the night. Yeah, but you just drop it in the exercise yard. And, and first, you put it in some type of a package. It's not going to be obvious that it's sitting there in the grass. A camo package. And then someone knows where to find it. Right. It's a good idea. It's just, it's very brightly lit at all times, even in the middle of the night. Well, that's because you counted the light bulbs. If they didn't have those light bulbs. <laughs> well, I have to be in on it? Count the light bulbs wrong? Why don't you just take, why don't, fuck the helicopter. Why don't you get like a homemade little tiny catapult and just, and just launch, launch the shit it? in there? Because you're not going to have a mile range. You're going to have to be closer just to build, the, Make the catapult bigger. But then, how is it? How is it feasible to? What are you going to tow the thing with your truck? No, it's made out of like this, this lightweight isn't the aluminum. Holy grail here. <laughs> this is a light. I could make a. You can make a catapult cheaply. That would. I mean, it doesn't have to be a mile, like a half mile. I don't think the accuracy would be uh, as, yes, as 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 high as it ballistic would be. technology. That that equations have been you know figured out for uh, you know since the fucking dark ages. You could fly these helicopters really high and just drop the package See, in the middle of the day. See, you, you are your brother's brother, and you're just like this guy. You're just obsessed with helicopters. I'm ex- obsessed with using helicopters to make money. You know, <laughs> My or, catapult's or, way cheaper, 
and uh, more stealthy. <laughs> I guess you won't get your head sliced off, so maybe it is safe. No, too. I might get a bruise when the like the yar- the throwing arm like pinches my thumb in between the thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, this guy, uh, it seems to be a dangerous hobby here. I, I imagine he's probably one of the first uh, remote control helicopter enthusiasts to be decapitated. But uh, You'd since- think you would hear about it all the time, but... Yeah, interesting way to go. People, send your stories to Sigurong Podcast at ahomil.com. Got a few phone calls here. The Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to the first call, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So we got a few phone calls here, the sick and wrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, the first call here is in reference to um, Detroit. And uh, our conversation about Detroit. Quick aside here, Wackerly. Did you see the, uh, the trailer for the new Robocop movie? Yeah. A little disappointed. Really? I thought you liked that guy, the actor. I do. I mean, there's a lot of... There's uh, Michael Keaton. There's the other guy, whatever. The black dude with <laughs> the deep voice. Oh, yeah. He's in that. Uh, Michael Keaton plays... The, is this, Michael Keaton plays the character that uh, created uh, Robocop, right? Ed 209? Right, but doesn't it just look basically exactly like the old RoboCop? I thought there would be a, more of a like reimagining of the thing. You know, what, you know what looked different to me is it showed like uh, RoboCop was fighting like thirty other RoboCops. Sure. So that I mean, that I, never happened in the original. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, like I want some like <laughs> I don't know a different. That's just compl- like well, let's just have a scene where RoboCop fights all the other RoboCops for training, but like. I would rather have some like really like oh wow that's I didn't think of that if RoboCop did that or this or I, like I'm not imaginative right now so well I think what they're doing and the is, fact that there's an Ed two hundred nine like really yeah but I think what they're doing is they're they're starting they're using the first one as a launching point probably the second and third will be different oh there's gonna be I didn't realize there's gotta there's gonna be, be a sequels series. and in the original isn't his aren't his wife and kids dead or something. No, she moved on to a, a new life. Oh, because the scene where she's like, you need to talk to your son, and like, he's oh, yeah, that was with a little his cheesy. little son, it just looks really awful. Yeah, would you love and that? And like, the fact that the v- preview shows so much of the movie is always a bad sign. Well, you, I always think that the preview is showing the best parts, so that means the rest of the movie is kind of like... Yeah. But who knows? I'll see it. I'll I like go the see actor it. and all that shit. I'll go see it I, just I like because RoboCop I love RoboCop. What do you think like... of RoboCop in a black suit of armor? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I thought he would look a lot different, and he just looks... They, they, like, they didn't really reimagine the suit or anything. No. I kind of like that. Think about, think about when the term... Like, think about Terminator 2. Not that I think they should have done this. Yeah, but, like, but he was a completely well, the Terminator different Terminator. Terminator 2 is like a liquid fucking metal guy. It's crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, uh, they definitely uh, changed it a lot. But they still used, you know, the original Cyborg Terminator 2. Right. So. Also. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Terminator <as> well. also. <laughs> anyway, this call has nothing to do about RoboCop, but it does have something yeah. to do with Detroit. Talk about RoboCop all day. Yeah. 
Hey, B. Lance. My name is Kim, and I actually live in Detroit. And, um, yeah, I'm a black chick. <laughs> I've been listening to you guys for, like, I don't know, since I even discovered podcasts, like, about five years ago. God, we're old. And yep. I was sitting up and I was listening to episode 390, and you guys were talking about how Detroit is so messed up and everything. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, they don't live here in Detroit. They don't know anything about Detroit. It's not that bad. <laughs> Same. Well, we really don't. I mean, we don't live no. there. We haven't been there. I mean, I was there last year, but when's the last time you were in Detroit, in the city of Detroit? Oh, I many, many years ago. I mean, I lived in Oakland, though, and I live in Oakland adjacent now. I mean... Yeah, but we weren't talking about But people about always Oakland. say the we're same shit, like, Detroit. oh, everybody talks shit about Oakland, and they don't live here, but... The damning thing is they say the same thing that Kim just said. It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like people who live in good cities don't say it's not that bad. They say it's good. But but the thing is, like, my dad lived in the suburbs of Detroit. And, you know, I'd go visit people that I knew in Detroit. And it, it it's a scary place. <laughs> uh, to me, it's scary. All right. But Let's hear what else Kim has to say. Day, which was on Wednesday, probably around the 4th, uh, September 4th. And I was thinking, oh, they... You know, that's what white people think. They don't, you know, they don't live here. They don't know anything about it. It's not that bad. You know, you don't mess with nobody. They don't mess with you. Why that same day? And this was the crazy part after what I was thinking and listening to you and then saying, oh, it's not that bad. That same day I got home because I was listening to you guys at work. And when I got home, my fucking door was open. (laughs) These motherfuckers came up in my house. So my two TVs, okay, I've been living here for seven years. They done came in and stole my damn TVs. They stole a bracelet and a ring or whatever, which I guess is not worth that much. Probably not even worth. Well, it was a 55-inch TV, and then I had like a little. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big TV to carry out of the house. So they stole that, but went through oh, all my crew. stuff. Fucking ransacked my damn house. And it's so damn crazy because I was sitting up there listening to this. And I'm like, oh, they don't know nothing about Detroit. This is not that bad. But that is some crazy irony for you because I'm thinking, oh, nothing like that would ever happen or whatever, you know. And the minute I get home, my damn house is ransacked and robbed. So (laughs) I just had to call you guys and tell you that because that is so fucked up crazy. But anyway, I love you guys. Um, I'm glad you still keeping the show up after your landmark uh, episodes where you wasn't sure if you were going to keep it up or not. But um, you guys just, you know, hang in there. I love you. And um, just stay in there. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Can't you buy a shotgun? <laughs> yeah, or I don't a know. Dog. Yeah, Large or dog. Uh, a RoboCop would be good. <laughs> um Got Detroit get needs robot, robot cops, cop. though. Yeah, robot cops. They, they, they need that. But, you know, I was reading, I think we were talking about this when we were talking about Detroit, but there's some irreverent news reporter in Detroit that does these human interest stories. And, yeah, he, like, you know, was uh, sat with a woman who had her house robbed, similar situation. She comes home from work. Her door's kicked open. She's like, okay, there's somebody. Somebody robbed my house. She calls the cops. And he waited with her. For like three and a half hours till the cops finally arrived. 
Yeah, you tell me about that. Yeah, so I mean, it's this is you know, it's a fact of life there. But I mean, yeah, it's like you know, Kim's probably lived there. You know, she's lived there a long time, seven years, and nothing's ever happened. But it seems like in Detroit, it's a matter of time until something like that happens. Yeah, you know, they probably it's probably a crew of dudes that just go house to house. They see that no one's home, and then just because I mean. You and I would even, I guess we could carry a 55-inch television, but what's fucked up about it is if you did... be a struggle. Yeah, but if you did that in my neighborhood, a neighbor would probably be like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? Whereas in Detroit, all all the houses around you are vacant. Boarded up. You know, or boarded up, or people are working, and you know, they don't even, they don't see you. There's no neighborhood watch. So I think a situation like this is more apt to occur there. What do you think the insurance rates are in Detroit? I have no idea. Homeowners. I don't know what the insurance rates are here. I bet you they're higher there. They're probably higher, I guess. Yeah, because there's lots of robberies. I mean, you know. But the property value is low, so... I always find it... it I always find it, um, I guess, somewhat amusing, but it shouldn't be. But when someone's house has been robbed, like, multiple times, because at that point, what do you do? You're just kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. Don't have any shit anymore. So you can take my shitty TV. There it is. Um, yeah, what else do you want? Uh, you want my fish tank? It's over there. <laughs> Just get some ca- security cameras are cheap now. Do that. Yeah, but there's no there's no police force, so what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I think the only thing... I, but can... it's a deterrent because the, the criminal sees the cameras and then they go rob the next house. But I think they it's know that there's no police force. I think what you need to save Detroit is RoboCop. A How ver- many RoboCop? Why do they only have one RoboCop? Well, I think you need it's an experiment a troop of RoboCops. It seems like even after the experiment has been going, they still don't get an... I mean, they, they should have got a bunch more right away. I think what they should have got is uh, Borgnine in a motherfucking helicopter or flying that, around cap and Why fools. not both? Why not both? <laughs> okay, that would work. <laughs> Borgnine and Blue Thunder and RoboCop. I don't know if they'd all work together. Well, they're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, Ken. That sucks. But hopefully you have insurance and can buy a better TV. It's just going to take a little while. You have to watch your laptop. (laughs) At least you can still listen to Sick and Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next story is about a uh, blow-up doll. Or this next call is about a blow-up doll. Hey, Sick and Wrong. This is uh, Vitamin C or Christian from Australia. Um, I was just going to tell you about a story that happened to, uh, was something that happened to me and my buddies uh, on the weekend. Um, it was my mate's 17th, uh, 17th, so we got uh, really uh, high and really drunk. And uh, me and my friends got him for his birthday a uh, Katy Perry or Katy Pervy blow-up doll and a uh, flashlight. And um, I don't know if you've ever had... What do you think about Katy Perry? She's very irritating. Yeah, no, she's, she's irritating. Totally talentless. Um, uh, she grew up. She came from like a you know Christian pop music background, which people seem to have always gloss over. She married your favorite comedian. That, you know, that fucking "I Kissed a Girl" song, really. You know what? Uh, the other day, this girl that I'm friends with sent me a uh, link to "Roar," which is her new video that came out. The song is unlistenable. The video uh-huh. is awful. Like she's in a jungle or something. Does she ever... I mean, the, her only redeeming quality are her gigantic tits. That's right? what I was about to say. She's extremely irritating, but those titties aren't irritating at all. And she like... So she's in a... 
in a like a I don't know a regular outfit, like a businesswoman outfit, and her plane crash in a jungle. Next thing you know, she starts to roar like a tiger, and she turns into like this jungle woman. And dude, those tits are insane. But the rest of her body is she's one of those people who has like that super long. I mean, I guess long necks are attractive to an extent, but hers is too long. And her body is weirdly proportioned. I mean, even outside of having gigantic tits, but like her torso is too long in comparison to her legs, I believe. I just turned the volume down on the song and just watched her tits as she swung around on a vine. <laughs> like Jungle Hunt. It was, it was worth it just to see that. The song is terrible. But anyway, I'm just saying if someone bought you a Katy Perry blow-up doll. Oh, would I fuck it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. Your uh, friend's dad walk walk in on you and your friends uh, all uh, double teaming a blow-up doll, but uh, it's pretty uh, embarrassing uh, whether or not he saw it. And uh, this is not a is this gay yeah, is that gay question before uh, either one of you get to it. So uh, see you guys. Wait a second. Wait a second. They buy the Katy Perry blow-up doll for for his buddy. Mm-hmm. The two of them double team it, meaning both of them are naked. Like they actually it. had their cocks out and were penetrating the doll, or were they yeah. just like, were they just horsing around? No, they had their cocks out and they're penetrating the doll. And the dad mm, walked party. in. The dad walked in on it. Would you think your son was gay at that point, or a complete deviant? Deviant, yes. Gay, no. Would you want to talk to him about it though? How or would you forget they? that it happened? 17. It was his 17th birthday. No. You would <laughs> I mean, let it what go? Are you gonna, what are you, you're not going to change the course of the kid's upbringing at that point. Yeah, okay, but would you, ne- would you not tell your wife? Like You wouldn't tell the mother? No, man, I probably would. I'd probably be like, you know what the kid was doing? He's fucking a blow-up doll with his friend. I don't, uh, what happened? I would, I, what I would do is I would use that as leverage. I'd be like, you know, if you don't study harder i'm gonna tell your mom about you fucking the bullet doll with your friend Faggot. i might do that <laughs> i wouldn't give him money anymore i mean the next time yeah. he's like can i have 20 bucks i'm like what are you gonna go blow, fu- buy, buy a blow, spend up doll? A blow up doll and fuck it no you don't get anything do you think they like uh did a dutch runner to end like the uh you know, the masturbation like at the end of fucking the uh the bullet doll they just did a dutch runner and ended it no no you just think they do you think they 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 fucked the bullet doll till completion Mm, no. So they were just drunk on Fosters thinking they were funny? Yeah. You never know what Fosters will do to you. When you're under the influence of like 10 Fosters, you could do something like this. So I, I can kind of understand. You probably piss a lot, and the next thing you know, you're fucking a Katy Perry blow up doll with your buddy. That's what happens. Not me. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> How many? When's the last time you drank five Fosters? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, you never know. That's a good point. Okay, here's the last call here. It's uh, also kind of related to the last story, or last call. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. This is Brett from Muncie, Indiana. I got a little thought experiment for you guys. This is not uh, a thought experiment at all. works in uh, Anderson, Indiana, which is kind of hard <laughs> Nobody to describe. Nobody knows where it's these like towns Muncie's are, by the way. shitty little sister. Where is Muncie? Muncie I've heard of, but he drops Anderson in there like, oh, Anderson. Oh, yes. Lovely place. Yeah, if you live in Muncie, you probably know where Anderson is. But if you live right. anywhere important, you uh, don't. I think Muncie's in the <laughs> south of Indiana. I don't know. It's a, it's a place that you fly over for good reason. 
Uh, it's really it's kind of a dead town. It reminds me a little bit of a rotting corpse. But he no said he works over there, <laughs> and he said this guy from a local strip club comes in, and he says, "Man, you need to come in and check out my strip club. I got this great new special." And my friend's like, "Oh yeah, what is it?" And he says, "Well, it's twenty dollars, and what you get is you get a beer, a lap dance, and to top it all off, the coup de gras was you get a bowl of spaghettios." <laughs> so my friend can't stop laughing at this guy. And he doesn't understand why my friend thinks it's so funny. So apparently he wasn't joking. And my friend tells me, he's like, you know, you know I'm telling you the truth. Because there's no way I could have made anything that ridiculous up. So I think he, I think he's not lying. So my, uh, my thought experiment for you guys is, would you eat the SpaghettiOs from a bar in buttfuck Indiana with their $20 special? My question was, is the SpaghettiOs meatballs or no meatballs? And my friend didn't know. It matter to me. So I hope that doesn't affect the experiment too much. But anyway, hope to hear from you guys and uh, keep it classy. You know, this isn't a thought experiment. It's a question. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> would you eat the SpaghettiOs or get this lap dance special at the strip club in Anderson, Indiana? I would get the special. Uh, I, we had to tip the girl, right? I don't know what you tip her on the twenty bucks or just the portion that you think goes to the lap. No, no, you like give her an extra ten bucks. Okay, so it's thirty bucks for a beer, spaghettios, and a lap dance. You know what I would do? I would insist on eating the spaghettios during the lap dance. I would make her eat them. Spaghettios <laughs> like are disgusting, and I eat a lot of shitty food. But uh, and, oh yeah, and it has meatballs in it, by the way. Not in, all, but you can in, get. You can get vegetarian, or not vegetarian, but you can get like non-meatball. No, but the shit that they're serving at the strip club is oh, that has meatballs. Yeah, so I yeah, wouldn't eat that. Southern Indiana, definitely the clientele would revolt if you got the meat-free spaghettios. I would but you eat. Can't I eat would spaghettios do it if it's and drink free. beer. It's immediately going to come up. It's just it's like acidic and thin and just gross, tomatoey. But you know what though? The sauce of spaghettios tastes. Unlike any other sauce that I've ever had. Like, I've had <laughs> not, not ragu. Not in a good way, in a bad way. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I've had tomato sauce, like ragu, prego, like, you know, store-bought tomato sauce. Marinara. Or marinara, whatever. But SpaghettiOs tomato sauce tastes unlike any tomato sauce I've ever had. I don't even know what it is. What is it? Like, all corn syrup and a little bit of tomato? Like, a drop yeah. of tomato? Corn and, like, yeah. Something like that. Corn starch. Corn starch. I have no idea what it is, but it's not tomato sauce. It's a it's a it's completely water, different product. I think. Or hydrogenated semen. I have no idea what it is. But it, but the funny thing about this is what I'm. Well, I would put a, an actual. I would try and put a spaghetti O on each of the strippers' nipples. <laughs> That'd be fun. I just think it's kind of a. It's a. It's weird to eat in a strip club. I've always thought it was unnatural and weird to eat in a strip club. Like when I'm I used, fine with that. Well, when I used to work at uh, the Gold Club uh, in San Francisco, they'd have a buffet, and like they would serve crab salad and shrimp. And I always thought that was just weird. Crab salad is gross. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's just weird to, to eat that while you're watching a stripper in front of you. I don't know. And SpaghettiOs kind of follow suit. What I wonder is, what do you think these girls look like in Anderson, Indiana? Hot. You think so? 
I was thinking of interjecting and I wasn't going to say it, but now that you ask me, it's crazy to me that I've been to a lot of strip clubs in, in these questionable areas, right? Like where you're like out in the middle of nowhere or like in Western Massachusetts or Northern Michigan. And it's, it always amazes me. Like, where did these hot girls come from? But I guess it's just that sometimes I think it's more likely that the, the girls at, at the way out of the way strip club are going to be hotter because there's less, less other avenues for shit for them to do. And, and you can't, and it's not like richer people have better looking kids. Like a lot of rich people have really ugly, ugly children. So just because somebody lives out in the middle of nowhere and doesn't make barely any money, they have hot daughters. I think the, uh, the level of hotness is lower in, a you know, some rural town. So there's like, I don't agree. I, I think so. I think there's like maybe two or three really super hot chicks and the rest of the girls are kind of average. So these two or three super hot chicks just totally rise above the uh, the compost. But did those girls go to strip? No, I'm saying at at a typical strip club in one of these rural towns, there will be two to three super hot girls. And in comparison to the hideous inbred ones that that live in the town, those girls even look even more attractive. So you're using it as a comparison. You're comparing them to the other hideous, you know, gaggle of know. strippers that work there. I, I don't know what I'm doing in my mind, but it just always amazes <laughs> me that you walk into a strip club in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, oh, my God, that girl's beautiful. And then you eat SpaghettiOs while she's sitting on your lap naked. You're like, when in Rome. <laughs> I guess that's what they do in Anderson. So in answer I don't to your, stand out. In answer to your question, yes, I would eat the SpaghettiOs if there weren't any meatballs. It's I not, would not eat the SpaghettiOs. You wouldn't? You wouldn't no. get the special. I would get the special, but I would just pour it down the toilet or give it to the stripper. Like I'd be like, have you eaten lunch? Do you want my SpaghettiOs? <laughs> <laughs> Only because SpaghettiOs are just, it's just a gross thing to eat while you, it's a gross thing to eat anyways, and it's a very gross thing to eat while you're drinking. Yeah, It's God, not the being at the strip club, it's the drinking. Have you ever seen that SpaghettiO puke? Yes. It's hideous. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Anyway, people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, if you haven't been subscribing to the show on iTunes, I don't know how you've been listening to the show, but you've been listening to the show wrong. You've been doing it wrong. What you need to do is go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, click, subscribe, rate, comment, and uh, yeah, then we'll love you. So um, please do that. It's good exposure for the show. Um, also, we right now, it's like uh, we have full, the, the competition for the Sick and Wrong shit story theme music is in full effect. Like it started yesterday. I posted it to Facebook. Send me a 10 to 20 second the, like original music though it's got to be original like so far we've only received two and it's it's clips of other people's songs we want original music here okay people so the creative people that have sent songs in the past just send a 10 to 20 second clip of what you think would be good sick and wrong shit story theme music and uh we're gonna we're, we'll put it up for a vote on the website or something in a couple weeks and uh, yeah, the, the first three winners will win fabulous prizes. And I'm talking good prizes here. So uh, send in your, your theme music clips to Podcast at hotmail.com. Also, you might have noticed uh, the, the hideous picture that I posted on, the, on my Facebook page of me wearing the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt. Uh, I think Wackerly pointed out that I was doing the hawking pose. Right. Which, um, that that, whole, that picture is disturbing because you're doing some weird like model pose. Model I'm not face, doing blue steel in thing. that picture. You think people can't tell, but they can tell. I'm not. Okay. This is what was happening. 
I use Photo Booth on my Mac. I clicked the button, it wasn't working. Like I was just like, what the fuck? So when I leaned forward to move it, I was like at an angle and it looked like my face was kind of confused. I was you know not you posing. Sound like, you sound like a, uh, one of those anorexic girls who's like, did you eat today? Well, I was gonna eat, but then I went to the store and they were closed and I couldn't get any food. And then I came home and there was no food in the fridge. It's like, whatever, you're, you're anorexic, we get it. Wackily, I took five pictures and out of the five, that was how the much, best how one. Much that was the cost? best one. How much does it cost <laughs> to take pictures with photo booth? No, it's 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 photo booth. Oh, it's free. App on you mean my... you could have retaken a bunch more pictures? Well, yeah. It's okay. No, I'm saying I took five already. I'm not going to take ten pictures. I don't care. It's like I took five. <laughs> that was the an best extra one. Five minutes. I, I'm not a photogenic person. Okay. Yes. Regardless, I'm going to be posting pictures of sexy girls wearing our shirt in the, in the in the days to come. So so don't worry about it. Anyway, but right now, if you want a new sick and wrong tea, go to sickandwrongpodcast.com/store. And uh, I think I put a picture of the new tee. It's white. It's got the logo on it. It's really red. And, uh, yeah, you can buy it there. Um, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from um, uh, Amanda from CNY, wherever that is. Central New York. Central New York. Okay. That makes sense. She says, hey, Dean Lance, the last time I submitted a song to the show is episode 191, Pogo the Clown. I do not remember that. Nope. Anyway, I thought it would be proper to play the song since Ariel Castro, the Ohio kidnapper, committed suicide in his jail cell. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. And uh, she sent in a song called Polka Dot, or a song by a band called Polka Dot Cadaver, Chloroform Girl. I actually really like the song. It's a nice little um, kind of folksy, folksy romp. I think you'd like it. Polka Dot Cadaver singing Chloroform Girl. Um, Amanda wrote a postscript here saying, I let my coworker borrow my copy of Play Something Dancy so she and her wife could read it. They're both hot in their, in their early 20s, which I find kind of weird. Isn't that weird? Two Ooh. lesbians would be married in their early 20s? Yeah, they'll be divorced. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, I'm picturing them having sex right now. I've been waiting for her to bring the book back, but she keeps leaving it in her locker at the strip club she works, on, she works at on the weekends. So that makes me think that Amanda here is a stripper. And central New York is like what we're talking about. It's the middle of nowhere. I wonder what, Am- wonder what Amanda looks like. You think she's hot? I mean, she's a lesbian, so she's not. She's like. Amanda's not. She's, her friend is. Or Amanda might be. I don't know. Who works in the strip club? Amanda? I think she said, she said it, it's her coworker, so she must work in the strip club. Never mind. I can't parse this out. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> All I'm saying is... the friend is, who she gave the book to, who's a lesbian, and left it married. in the locker at the strip club where yeah. she works. And that's her co-worker. It's not her friend. It's a co-worker. So I'm saying I don't like it when the stripper is a lesbian because they're already totally... The, even the straight ones are too, super really un- uninterested in you. But the lesbian ones, I mean, are even extra uninterested. <laughs> It's they have to be good that. actresses if they're a, if they're a lesbian stripper, right? But I I don't care. They can all three of them can sit on my lap and I'll eat spaghettios with them. Uh, she writes that uh, she has yet to read the Cashmere story. Um, well, I'm hope, hopefully she's looking forward to that one. Anyway, I, we're going to end the show here with uh, Chloroform Girl by Polka Dot Cadaver. Thank you, Amanda, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode three ninety eight. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. Your eyes look just like bullet holes. It must be all that crying. You haven't learned a thing.
nothing at all. Another helter skelter. Moonlight has come and gone. The bloody writings on the wall. Chloroform girl, have you been? Don't let me catch you sleeping again. Like a zombie, inches from dead and pretty, with purple flowers in your hair. I hear the angels crying, just as the devil smiles. All little pigs will die tonight. Chloroform girl.